Hope everybody enjoyed their Labor Day weekend. Went to some fairs, maybe seen a demolition derby, ate some cool food, relaxed, played some Madden, watched some TV, maybe a movie, spent some time with some loved ones. Hopefully you did all of it. I think I did. I think I just did a little bit of everything I said. Hopefully you did all of it or a chunk of it as much as you could. Labor Day is a great holiday for all of us. You know, we're all laborers. We all do our thing. So we should all enjoy the holiday to the fullest. And Edge of Your Seat podcast did that exactly. We've taken about a week break, had a bunch of episodes at the end of last week, and then enjoyed the holiday, the weekend, took a couple days off from work, and are now getting back into it. We got a lot of podcasts to unleash, to share with you some great guests. On this episode, we have five guests. We've been going to games. We have been talking to people. We have been doing everything, and we're going to share it all right here, right now. On this very episode, we are on episode 202 of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I am your host, Brandon LaChance. So, our first guest, Hall football coach Nick Garini. This was right after, directly right after week two's game against Monmouth Roseville last Saturday. Today is Friday, September 10th, 3.44 a.m. That's when we're starting this because we're getting everything unleashed. Try to get it out before going to work. If not, we'll get it out by lunchtime, but we can't keep this awesomeness in. We got to get it out, right? So first is Garini. After a 40-32 loss to Monmouth Roseville, it was tough, but it was hard hitting. There were six touchdowns scored in the second quarter. Makrosetich, Dominic Garini, and Caleb Savage were going off for Hall. All of them had 100 or more yards total offense. Gabe Lucas, the quarterback, showed me a lot of awesome signs. He can move. He can pass. He can read defenses. Hall starts clicking the right way, and they're going to be tough. I mean, 40-32, that's a huge scoring game. They are 0-2, but hey, we got seven weeks of regular season football left. Anything is possible. Hall does have some talent. I would be scared to play them if I was an opposing team. Then, last night, we went to the Mendota Gymnasium to see Mendota and Princeton Volleyball link up. Princeton took it in two sets, 25-14, 25-22. So we have Andy Puck, the Princeton head coach, followed by Nikki Gibson, the Mendota coach. So those are interviews two and three. Then, we got week three today. It starts today on Friday. So we had to get some more football action, little preview, a little bit of talking about the last two weeks with Burrow Valley. Head coach Matt Pistol is our fourth guest. And then senior quarterback Adam Johnson is in the five slot. So we have a lot to get to, a lot to get to with some great guests, some stuff that's just happened, some things that is going to happen today. Pumped up. Pumped up for this show, baby. Pumped up. This show is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is here for you. Also here for you is the week two Associated Press polls. We still got a lot of teams in the mix here in the polls. 
starting at 5A. Sycamore is 8th after being 9th last week. Morris was not ranked at all. Now they are 9th on the 5A poll. Sterling didn't crack the top 10. Actually, they fell out of the top 10 and are now receiving votes. They have 11. Get a win, they'll bounce right back in the top 10. 4A, Cole City moved up 1 from 9 to 8. Dixon is now on the voting list as they received one vote. 3A, Princeton, standing tough at number 2. They were number 2 last week and remain number 2 this week. Byron falls 1 as they were 6th last week and now they are 7th. 2A, Sterling Newman fell a few spots as they were 5th last week and now they are 9th. Anawan Weathersfield, the Titans, staying where they were at. They were tied for fourth, and they remain tied for fourth. The St. B. Bruins, we had Tyreek Fortney, the senior wide receiver, on episode 201, talking about how pumped up the Bruins are, and now they're even more pumped up because now they're ranked. They went from not ranked to receiving votes to now they are number 10 in 1A. Marquette hasn't been in the AP Poll mix until right now. They're not in the top 10, but they received two votes working their way up to get in there. Congratulations to those teams putting in the work, getting in the polls, making things happen. I don't know where you listen to this show, but you can catch Edge of Your Seat podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcasts with an S backslash edge of your seat podcast hit us up on social media facebook edge of your seat podcast and twitter edge of your cp have any questions suggestions you want to be a guest you know somebody that would be a great guest you want to advertise you like something that i said or a guest said you don't like something i said or a guest said let us know send us an email Edge of your seat podcast at gmail.com. Let's have another word with our great, great, great sponsor, Shimmer Mendota Ford. And then let's get to these interviews. So much awesomeness in the football and volleyball world. Great guests, great coaches, great players. We got to hear these chats. This show is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of general manager Ski Hartman and his associates Jason Hintz and Doug Safranik pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want in cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Doug Safranik is from Mendota, Basketball Player of the Year in 2003, and is ready to use his knowledge of vehicles to connect with your wishes to get you the vehicle you're searching for. Jason Hintz has been with Shimmer Mendota Ford for six years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Shimmer family. Ski, Jason, and Doug will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 
888-900-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Shimmer Mendota Ford. First up on the list, Nick Garini, Hall football coach. Let's kick it to him. We were just talking about, you know, how much love Hall football, obviously as a Hall coach, obviously. This has got to be tough. 40-32, I mean, what happened there at the end? Yeah, and to be honest, uh, it was a tough week in practice. We had three of our starters on defense um, out due to COVID concerns, contact. Two were sick, one on vacation. Came into this game tonight, two short, our two starting middle linebackers. Um, so we had to make a lot of adjustments. Again, when, you, when you're low in numbers, it's hard to, to find that guy that can fill in. We thought we had a fit, had, had two or three sophomores out there tonight. And, I'm not, not putting down what they played. They played what we did. They, they did what we asked them to do, but just didn't have enough time to prepare for it with those guys. 40-32 with those adjustments. I mean, you do have to be proud of the team that you did have on the yeah. field to be able to do that. Yeah, we still left a lot on that field, too. You know, it, this is a really good team of guys. I mean, I, I've got great attitudes. I've got guys that give everything they've got. The senior class is one of the better from an effort standpoint in a long time. They gel well. We still have a hard time playing as a team. You know, we've got a lot of guys doing things where we, we just can't get on 11 cylinders. You know, we'll get eight guys doing it and three guys missing it. So we'll find it. We'll find it. Got to talk about your studs. I mean, Matt Krasetich, Caleb Savage, Dominic Greeny, all three of them over 100 or close to 100 yards offensively. I mean, those are your keys, and they show up every game. Yeah. Yeah, the bad thing is, too, those are the guys we depend on or depend on both sides, too. So, you know, those those guys don't come off the field. If they're if they're not black and blocking, they're running. If they're not running, they're catching the ball. And if they're not catching the ball, they're trying to make a tackle side to side. So, you know, that's that's where we got good leadership. And we got guys that are really at some point when it does become a numbers game, it's hard when you don't have that guy that can even spell them on an extra point or a punt. or So they, they give their all, though. Those guys, they, they ball out every game, every play. Defensively, I mean, we saw from C.J. Johnson and Derek Chandler from them, they had kind of the same kind of guys on their roster. What were you trying to do to slow them down, even though at some times, you know, it wasn't possible? Yeah, well, they, they, they tried to expose a little bit on some of the, the passes in the first out, or first half. You know, we, we thought we could man up and play a couple different things on defense, and we weren't getting pressure. You know, they got good athletes, so, you know, we, we mixed up our, our coverages in the second half, and it seemed to slow them down quite a bit. Um, kept us in the game a little longer. We were able to get a couple, you know, turnovers on downs. Um, and two, two interceptions after we made that switch, too. So, you know, that kept us in the game. So, uh, But they got good athletes. You know, they're, they're out, athletes out-athleted us tonight. After a couple of close losses, I mean, this has got to be a determination factor. Uh, hey, I want to get a win factor for yeah. Hall, you know, moving forward. Yeah. You know, historically, the senior class, you know, they've had some downs over the years, you know, between COVID last year and um, didn't have a very big group. But they, they need to learn how to win. You know, when, when, they, when they get it and they know it, you know, there's a lot of talent on this team and we could be, we could definitely be 2-0 right now with those first two games. Always great talking to Nick Garini, Hall football coach. Hopefully next time it's after a victory. Hall is getting better and better each week. Like I said in the intro, they're going to be tough every week. And I'm sure starting this week down 0-2 in the season, I'm sure they're ready to bounce back and get a victory. Andy Puck and the Princeton volleyball team picked up a victory over Mendota last night on Thursday. He was pumped up. He's got a team that he likes, a team that he's been around for a while. I mean, Andy Puck has been around the volleyball program in Princeton for quite some time. He's synonymous with the Tigresses. And they did their thing against Mendota, which are both tough teams. Princeton is 9-1, 4-0 in the conference. Mendota is 9-3. 3-1 in the conference, 
after losing to Princeton. So it was a battle of the unbeaten Three Rivers Conference East Division teams. They'll see each other again, no doubt about it. And hopefully we're there because this match was cool. And as the season progresses, you can only get better. Here's Andy to talk about Thursday's match against Mendota. I've been doing this Edge of Your Seat podcast for almost two years, and I cannot believe this guy has not been on my show yet. Good friend, great volleyball coach. Of course, I'm talking about Andy Puck with Princeton. Andy, how are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Of course. You have to be doing even better now. I mean, you just beat Mendota in two sets, and they're a pretty solid team. That's a very solid team. My kids, a lot of senior leadership. You know, a year ago, I don't think we win that second set. We're probably playing a third right now. Um, but, you know, seniors are on the floor and took advantage of certain opportunities, and Mendota played extremely, extremely tough, and uh, we were lucky enough to score 25 before they did. It seemed like you, everybody that you put on the court could hit and hit hard. You know, a lot of these kids have been with me since their sophomore year, so we've been wait, kind of waiting for this year. And we're pretty well-rounded. Um, if you look at area stat leaders, um, you know, we have a couple outside hitters. They're up there in kills, and then both our middles are up there in kills. And, I mean, we're, we're pretty well-balanced. And not everybody plays their best match every night, so, you know, we lean on another kid, and they pick it up, and, you know, we just kind of feed off each other from there. In the terms of the team playing their best match, where were you kind of in the scale tonight against Mendota? I'd say out of 10, the first set, um, we were right up there at about a 9. The second set, and this is due to Mendota, serving extremely tough. Uh, we were at about a, we played well, um, just we weren't super dominant, you know. Um, we were at about a 7, 6.5, 7. But, you know, like I said, we were able to find ways to score points and create some energy and scratch out a W. How does it feel, you know, after last season and all these restrictions we've had I mean the crowd had to play a lot in today's match I mean both sides had a great fan base yeah you know I was just talking to coach Olson here athletic director and we've we've been at home for we've had one road match that's been with LP other than a tournament we've been at home forever and we've been really feeding off our own our own crowd's energy and this is the first match that we literally have walked into another gym and had you know rowdy fans which is awesome you know and I, I was kind of curious to see how we would do once the lights came on and the fans started cheering and screaming um, but really happy with the way we with the way we performed and played so but like like you said I mean we're just it's it's fun to get out and play man it's you know last year was fun but this is this is real volleyball right here yeah definitely it was fun for me to be in the stands because it seems like a been while you know I'm here at games and stuff right. you know, all over the place but it was just fun to be in this environment and even though you're away I mean Princeton had almost half the bleachers yeah, we travel well. Um, you know, our fans are pretty supportive. You know, a lot of parents up there. And in fact, we were at a tournament last Saturday, and some of our fans were actually parents were doing the wave. You know, at Rock Falls, it was it was comical, but it really gets our kids going. And you know, sometimes tournaments you you don't have your student section going with you, so it's we feed off the parents, which is a lot of fun. And our freshman and sophomore teams are over there rooting our uh, our varsity kids on, and you know, they're basically our student section at away games. So it's nice. It's nice. So where you're at, especially after tonight, after a two-set win in Mendota, where are you kind of, I don't know, we don't expect things, but on the progression of where your team is, where you thought you'd be, where kind of where is the spectrum at? Um, we're about a quarter way through the season. We're, I think we're 9-1 and one right now, 4-0 um, and oh in conference. And, you know, these are wins I definitely expected. Um, but, you know, coming over here, you never know. Um, but with that being said, they're high school girls. You know, you never know from set to set, from match to match, from, you know, week to week, um, how, how they're going to play. But 
you know, I do have a lot of confidence in my kids. Like I said, a lot of seniors. So um, I, I got a good team. I'm not going to lie. They're good. You know, if we play well together, uh, we challenge each other in practice. And, you know, if that transpires onto the, 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 the playing surface once the whistle blows. So um, and tonight it did. So that's all I can ask is that we worked on things tonight that we worked on in practice. Perfect. We're going to have to do this again. Yeah. More uh, longer chat. Longer yeah. chat. Yeah. Let's have a word with Olsen Construction. It's the best time of the year, right? It's warm outside, baseball's still being played, football is now starting, that means it's the almost fall, but not quite yet. Pools are still open, the grill is still being fired up, and all renovations can still be made on your home. We all have improvements we wanna make on our home, whether it's inside, on any floor, in any room, stairs, tiling, bathroom, bedroom, front room, kitchen, maybe outside at the standing level, siding, windows, you look up, you need a new roof. You look around, a garage, a shed. Maybe they need help, improvements, or maybe you need one. You need one built. You name it, Olsa Construction has the ability to make everything in your house suit you and your family. Olsa Construction is a licensed and insured family-owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Not only do brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have the skills to install, demolish, build, create, calculate, formulate, and percolate, it's time for the percolator, but they also have the experience of more than 10 years to take care of your home renovations from blueprint to completion with your thoughts, opinions, and wishes taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olsa Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsaconstruction19 at gmail.com. Talking with Nikki Gibson, Coach Mendota volleyball team. Had a tough match against Princeton. I mean, both are good teams, but Princeton just seemed to be able to, I guess I'll just say out hit. It seemed like their hitters were getting everything that they wanted. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to give credit to them. Um, they did a really good job, I think, first of all, of scouting us. I mean, they knew exactly what we were going to run on a lot of plays. Um, and second of all, they've got some really good, aggressive hitters. Um, and they didn't stop all night long. So whether it was their setter hitting the ball, their outside hitting the ball, their right side or their middle, they just did a really, really good job of being really aggressive on their offense. On your side, uh, you use the word disappointed. What were some things that you thought could have went better or that you wanted to go better on your guys' end? I wish we would have touched the ball a little bit better the first game. We didn't get our hands on a lot of blocks, and we had really worked on that in practice this week about like touching balls and just getting some hands on um, some of the shots just to slow them down. So I was a little bit disappointed on that. They, again, scouted us, so they kept the ball away from Lauren Martin a lot, and they kind of went to our other passers, which probably um, didn't have their best passing night so um that was probably key too lauren martin is your senior libero correct yes i did see her diving all over the place so when she did get a ball hit her way she was there 
that girl is a stud. I mean, I cannot say enough about Lauren Martin. She, I mean, right now I think she's leading the area in digs. She's like first or second in aces. I think she's like second or third in the state right now in 3A and digs. I mean, that girl is all over the court. I mean, she reads the ball so well. She digs balls. She serves, receives like like I've never seen a girl serve, receive. Like we just count on her so much to like pass the ball and to dig the ball that um, she, she's just a great asset to our back row. I can't give her enough credit. Besides Lauren diving, making plays, it seemed like your net play was pretty good. There was a couple big blocks and a couple momentum changes that you guys needed in the second set that was because of the blocks and the pressure of the net play. Like I said before, that's what we're really we had talked about this week when we played Princeton. Um, we knew that they were going to hit really hard. We knew that they were really good hitters, and they set this really, really high ball. So we had talked about, you know, this week just waiting on our blocks and just giving our blocks time and just getting some touches on them. So I think the second game, like Mara and Rihanna Brandt, um, Meredith on the right side, and Maya on the right side, I think they just waited a little bit longer. And I think getting some touches on those blocks and get some stuffs on those blocks really gave us the momentum at the beginning of that game. I mean, we were ahead, I think, by four or five points in that game just because we had some great blocks and some great net play. Just for people not familiar with Mendota Volleyball, what are the last names of the blockers that you were talking about? Um, it's Rihanna Brandt. She's our big middle. Um, she's our sophomore middle. And um, Mara Satchel. She is our other. Um, she is our other middle. And our right side blocker is Meredith McConville. And then our other one is Maya Martin, our right side blocker. That was doing a pretty good job tonight. And we were talking about the second set. I mean, you guys fall in the first one, twenty five fourteen. The second one, twenty five twenty two. But even at the beginning. I think I wrote down you guys were up 9-3 at one point. Just seemed like a different, I guess, energy, different, I guess, motivation to play. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about, I think the first game, I think they came out just, Princeton came out really tough. I think they scouted us very well. And I think it kind of was like we were like deers in headlights, like, oh, man, they scouted us, they're blocking us, and they're, you know, not letting us swing. So we just talked about, you know, the second game. First of all, just relaxing, just playing Mendota volleyball. Um, we talked about moving the ball around a little bit more, you know, not necessarily going with the same thing we do off-serve-receive and uh, getting our hands on a lot of balls that they were hitting. So I think that made a huge difference is that we kind of – moved the ball around a little bit and got our hands on a lot more of their, you know, their swings. So you've been around volleyball for a while, especially in this area. You have to know Andy Puck, Princeton's volleyball coach. Yes. <laughs> been around, yeah, we, you've been around for a while himself. Yeah, he's a great guy, first of all. He's a great person. Um, he's a great coach. He's got 
I mean, a ton of volleyball knowledge, and I give him credit and kudos. Um, again, like I said, they did a great job of scouting us, and um, he has a great little team. I mean, I think he told we talked before the game, and he said he's been with this group of girls. Like most of the girls on varsity have been with them either since their freshman year or their sophomore year. So he's had like this core group, and um, he's just like, done a great job with them, and they're just a great little group that just plays well together he's got a couple girls that jump um i've been watching actually film <laughs> since i've been home and there's been a couple other outside hitters that were just jumping over the top of our block so i mean he's just got a great group of girls and he did a great job coaching them this is the first year from Mendota in Three Rivers Conference where, you know, you're going to see Princeton every year a couple times. You're going to see Hall, St. Bede, you know, all the Three Rivers teams. This is your second year with Mendota. So far, have you seen a different kind of play or is it just high school volleyball, you know, different teams? You know what? It's just, I feel like, first of all, volleyball is volleyball. You know, it's just a game where it's strategy. you got to play him. you got to scout. And you just have to go with what, you know, you're good at. But um, I actually like being in the Three Rivers because when I was in high school, we played in the NCIC, which is kind of the same exact thing. I mean, there's a couple teams that are different, but um, I like this level of volleyball for Mendota. I felt like last year in our conference, we like really had to fight really hard to be in the top you know, three or four of our conference because teams like Rock Falls and teams like um, like Rockford Christian, I mean, they were just really, really tough teams to beat. They have a lot of girls who play club ball up there in Rockford and up there in Chicago and stuff. So I, I feel like our level of play in Three Rivers is competitive every night, every week. You know, when we play one of those teams, I feel like that's just a really good level for us. Um, and I feel like we come out fighting every week and every time we play a conference team. So I love the competition around this area. Definitely. What is the Spikers record at the moment? Um, we are now, oh, I think that makes us nine and three. And I think that makes us three and one in conference. Yeah, I think we're nine and three and then three and one in conference. Yeah. Gotcha. So not bad. Doing pretty good. Just ran into a, you know, a tough team that's kind of on the same, you know, trajectory as you guys are. Oh, I am so proud of our girls. I mean, we knew this was going to be a tough match. I mean, we're both, we were both undefeated in conference. Um, again, I'm going to give credit, you know, Puck is a great coach. We knew he had a great team. Um, we did the best that we could do, but they came out on top. They hit a little harder. You know, they blocked a little bit better. They they served tough. I think they served around Lauren Martin because, of course, they know she passes nails and she digs really well. So I think they did a really good, good job of, you know, going around her so that she didn't have to pass the ball. I do really quick want to give a lot of credit to um, Maya Martin tonight. Um, she's our little right side that starts right side. And, um, you know, when we start getting blocked by, like, our big hitters, Rihanna Brandt um, is usually our big go-to girl, and they had three blockers on her at one time. I mean, which is like, hey, give credit to Rihanna that – 
Princeton had three blockers on her. I mean, that's pretty cool that they respect her that much and that they know she's a big part of our offense. So we started going to um, Maya Martin on the right side. And I, I just give kudos to her that she just does a great job. She's pretty calm. She's pretty cool. She's pretty collective. And she did a good job of just putting balls down, putting balls, you know, down the line and in places that Princeton wasn't. So I really want to give credit to her tonight. Awesome. She did do a good job. I know what you're talking about. And it was crazy seeing that they were putting the kitchen sink on Brant where they, they yeah. were trying to stop her completely. Yeah, I mean, they have three blockers on her. I mean, honestly, I've played volleyball, you know, for how many years? I've been around it for 24 years. That's called that's called respect. I mean, they respected her enough to put three blockers on her to try to stop her. I mean, most people average is two blockers, and they tried to put three blockers on her to block her. So, kudos to them and kudos to Ree for being for being that big of a you know a hitter that they put that much respect on her. Well, Coach Nikki Gibson, thank you for joining us real quick. I know I, I got home. I was like, oh, I didn't get to talk to her because it was fast and furious getting out of that gym. Like, people were just flying around, everybody getting out it of there. Was. I was like, I got to give her a call. <laughs> we got to talk about this. Hey, I always love talking to you, Brandon. You know, anytime, anywhere, any place. <laughs> Perfect. I will take you up on that offer all the time. <laughs> it was great talking to you. Because we as humans are aliens. At least some of you like to be clean at all times. Have to stay fresh, smelling good, looking good, teeth shiny, hair did, all the works. Well, your car's the same way. It can't be filthy, fungus growing in the back seat, six layers of dust on the dash, coffee stains on the floorboard. No way. Mike's Pro Shop and Sales, located at 204 South Spalding Street in Spring Valley, will give your car the scrub-a-rub-dub it deserves and needs. Mike's disinfects to prevent sickness or the start of another pandemic. Mike's cleans, gets those tough places to reach where all the dirt and grime sits. Mike's rust proofs so your vehicle stays hole free and has no structural issues. Mike's cares for fabric. Extremely important if you have kids spilling everything they touch. Mike's makes the splat of the long drop from the kid past the car seat to the fabric disappear. Mike's is a full body shop and can tend to most automobile needs. And Mike's Pro Shop and Sales is now offering pickup and delivery services. Contact Mike's Pro Shop and Sales to schedule a pedicure, manicure, and a freshening up of your vehicle at 815-663-2060 or via email at mikesproshop204 at gmail.com. It's football season. I love saying that. I probably have already did an intro like that before saying, hey, it's football season, but we're already in week three. Man, it's Thursday night, tomorrow being Friday, starts week three, and we got big games as always, and so does Barrel Valley. We have head coach Matt Pistol on to talk about storm football. You guys are 2-0, and so every game right now is a big deal for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're off to a good start. Had two games that's gained a lot of confidence in the first two games, and we're looking forward to the big challenge of playing another 2-0 team from another team that's, that's a program that's struggled in recent history and is off to a really good start, so a big test tomorrow night against Mendota. Yeah, I mean, both of you guys have had awesome 
history, and then sort of kind of lately not going too well. When you won game one, you guys snapped a losing streak, right? Yeah, unfortunately it was a 13-game losing streak. My entire uh, head coaching career, we were on 13, uh, and this was my third year, so... You know, it's been a it's been an interesting, interesting run. I actually have never really had a full off season until this year. We I took over as head coach almost pretty much July of 2019, so I had about a month before we started practice. So I mean, it took us even into the season to the kids filling me out. You know, me filling the kids out, trying to figure out exactly which direction our program needed to go. And then of course, COVID hit, and um, March 20 uh, what was that 2020. Yep. And uh, and uh, pretty much shut us down for the most part of that year in the summer and then into the fall. And we didn't really have much of an off season, and we had the abbreviated season in the in the spring. And then uh, we finally had a relatively normal summer and off season this year for the most part. And we were able to to get all of our lifting in and have a full summer program and. You know, we were pretty young the last couple of years. We played a lot of sophomores and juniors and really used the spring as developmental. I only had two seniors, and uh, the kids have came out and, and really performed well the first couple of weeks. Don't want to talk about the bad, but you got to talk about the bad to get to the good in this instance. I mean, going through 13 games, two seasons, obviously COVID-19 last year was shortened and condensed, so not a real full season, but go through 13 games, taking over a new program, can't get in the winning column, and then you finally do week one of a season after COVID-19, so we're already pumped up about it, and then that happens. Talk about that build-up, losing those games, and then it finally happening on a season that we're all hopeful for. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm an alma mater in Bureau Valley. I went to school in the early 2000s when Bureau Valley was pretty much the – one of the elite small school programs in the state. And, um, you know, when I, when I was lucky enough to get the job back home at Bureau Valley, uh, I came from Newman and we'd had success there. And I coached the Bureau Valley during, during a lot of their really great years in the 2000s. And I hadn't really been a part of a, of a losing program ever. And it was quite an adjustment. And, you know, I think I, I really put a ton of pressure on myself being from the community. I live in the community. I'm the guy that was supposed to be able to, to turn this thing around and, I lost my first 13 games. I mean, I put in an enormous amount of pressure on myself to change the program around. And that's one thing I'm pretty pretty critical of myself. I'm very analytical, and I'm always thinking about things I can do differently. And one thing that I really noticed in the spring is I was putting so much pressure on myself to win football games. It was kind of coming out too much and the kids were picking up on it and then they were feeling the pressure and I think it really hurt us in the spring and we didn't perform at the level I thought we could have and I think it kind of took the fun out of it a little bit um, and so really this year we've, we've tried really hard to really just focus on the day focus on the moment just trying to take it one day at a time not worrying about not worrying about the results and just worried about the process and being more process driven and and more daily focused and, and just trying to get a little bit better every day and and then when we won that game uh, first game of the year was uh it's a pretty big deal. It was a it was a pretty surreal moment to to finally break that streak. And I tell you, you know, these kids, they've been through so much over the past few years, and the fact that they've continued to to believe and buy in. I got twelve seniors this year that have done everything I could ever ask them to do. You know, through all the losses and all the things that we've had to go through over the last couple of years, for them to keep believing, showing up every day, working as hard as they can, and then the 
to start 2-0 and is just, I, I mean, I can't ask for anything more. I mean, these kids are unbelievable. And they gave you a cooler shower. I don't know if it was a Gatorade, water, what it was, but you got drenched. Yeah, yeah, I, I certainly welcomed that. After uh, after two seasons that we've had, they had joked around with me that they wanted to do that pretty bad when we won, and so we made sure to make it happen, and it was like 105 degrees out, so it actually felt pretty good. So you were welcoming, and you're like, please do this right now. Yeah. Very cool, man. Congratulations on your first win as a head coach. I appreciate it. It's uh, like I said, it's, it's a tribute to these kids and how much they've continued to believe and and buy into everything we're doing. And you know, I just can't say enough about how proud I am of, of these boys and the and the direction our program's headed. Who was your week one win against? Uh, Riverdale. All right, and then you went on week two. Who'd you beat then? We beat Sherrard. You know, I'd say both teams are kind of in similar situation where we were, you know, a couple of years ago to where they're just they're very young. You know, I expect, you know, Coach Derricks at Riverdale and then Coach Johnson, who just took over at Sherrard, they both do a really good job, and they're going to have those programs going in the right direction. And, you know, I can just totally tell that, you know, there's some things there for them. They just got to be able to put it together. And, um, you know, I hope, I wish them the best the rest of the year for sure. Those were three River Conference crossovers. Now you're jumping into Mississippi Division game against Mendota and like you said they have went through a rough patch too actually me being an alum of Mendota I have paid attention and a journalist that has covered this area for oof going on 10 years now from 2015 until now before the season started they were 4 and 43 and they've already won two games to start this season so you know they're fired up to kind of keep that streak going yeah, absolutely. You know, they've Coach Hill over there has done a really great job, and then coming into this conference, I think, you know, I don't, I didn't really follow Mendota very closely until until this year, obviously. And you know, we've done some research on them, but you know, I think that they were kind of in a similar situation in the spring that we were. That you know, they had a group of sophomores and juniors they felt pretty good about, and they really tried to develop them and and build some momentum heading into to this season. They've really taken advantage these first two weeks and. You know, they're, they're really deep. They're really big. Um, they got some foot speed, um, and you can tell they're well coached and they do things the right way. So we're going to have our hands full for sure. Anything that you've done in the first two weeks that you're going to try to change or do differently against Mendota? Um, you know, I don't think that we're going to try to do too much different. I mean, we, we, we're always trying to get better. You know, we need to execute a little bit better on certain things offensively, um, getting a line properly defensively. I think special teams is going to play a big role tomorrow night. Um, Mendota's had some pretty big plays on special teams the first two weeks. I believe they have a punt return for a touchdown, and then they've recovered two kickoffs. One was an onside, one was more of a pop-up that they, they had to bounce off a guy, and they got it. So they've had you know three really big plays on special teams, and uh, that's something we're going to certainly have to limit, and we're going to have to be really sound on special teams to, to be able to have a chance tomorrow night for sure. Let's talk about some of the guys that are making this team click. Let's start with the offense. I know you have quarterback senior Adam Johnson, who has been doing a pretty stellar job for you guys. Yeah, you know, Adam's done a tremendous job. He's came a long ways from a, from a year ago in his first year as a starter in the spring. Just the overall experience, his knowledge of the offense, and he's really taken on a really big leadership role for us. And to be honest, he's probably exceeding our expectations 
as far as his um, statistics and running the football. He's done a great job running the football. He probably would have had, I think he lost upwards of 30 to 40 yards in this last game on two bad snaps in the first half that he fell on, and he had to take the loss, unfortunately. That kind of hurt his uh, rushing statistics, but, um, you know, he's he's got three rushing touchdowns this year. Uh, he's, he's got a couple um, two-point conversions, and he just he just he just makes really smart decisions. He's really been good with the ball. Uh, carries out his fakes well. We're a running running wing T type offense, um, but then he also when he's when given opportunities to run the football, he takes advantage of it. And he's a really smart, instinctual runner that that makes good decisions. And and uh, he's just a tremendous kid. You know, a tremendous leader. We're certainly fortunate to have him for sure. Awesome. Who are some of the guys that he gets the ball to, running back and wide receivers, that you guys look for for those big plays? Yeah, we've been pretty balanced uh, over the first couple of weeks. And yeah, at fullback, we have Levi Hardy. He's a, a big, bruising fullback, 6'1", 215. I mean, you know, he's kind of exactly what we like to have at the fullback position because he uh, having a fullback that can get you three to four anytime you put the ball in his hands kind of sets up everything else in our offense and, and really forces teams to, to stay compact and to stay in the box um, and not be able to spread out. Um, and then we have our two wingbacks, uh, Jaden Mickley and, and Leighton Britt, are both more big play threats, but also shown to be able to run between the tackles and it's gotten significantly better um, over this, you know, into the spring, through the summer, and, and now they've really developed themselves into – two quality running backs in, in the track conference for sure. And both of them can go the distance anytime the ball's in their hands. And then I feel really good about our tight end and our wide receiver. Our tight end, Evan Bowen, had as good as offseason and is as talented a, of kid as we have on our team. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. Exactly what we look for in the tight end position is caught the ball well. Um, does a really nice job. And then Brock Foster is a receiver. Very instinctual, smart football player. It runs great routes. Um, makes himself faster just because he's smart, instinctual, and runs the great route. So he, you know, he can make himself look more athletic than what he actually is. But he's very effective and and does a really nice job for us. And you know, you can't talk offense without the big uglies. They, oh, yeah. you know, create sure. stuff. Let's throw some shine on those guys. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my left tackle, Easy Martin, and then we got Carter Haney at guard, and then Cameron Lilly center, and then uh, our, our right guards Connor Scott, and then our right tackles John Dybeck. We're actually uh, we got four. We got let's see, two sophomores, two juniors, and a senior up front. So we'll be returning a lot next year uh, up front as all of our skill guys are. Our seniors, so we're really excited about the future of what our offensive line can be. They've done a tremendous job um, in comparison to, to last spring. The, as far as they've came from last spring to now, it's just unbelievable the progress they've made. Um, and they're asserting themselves as a, you know, I think we've rushed for over 700 yards in two games and uh, as a team. And, and that's a tribute to those guys up front and, and all the work they've done and taking care of business. Let's just flip it over. Do you have the same guys on your defensive line as your offensive line? No, actually, we use a little bit smaller guy. So John Dybeck is a tackle. He is our nose guard. Um, but then I guess Carter Haney is one of the other defensive linemen. But then Levi Hardy, who's our uh, fullback, is actually a defensive lineman. He's three-down lineman. We'd rather have quicker, smaller guys there uh, to get penetration. And so we use a lot of small guys. But John Dybeck... We use him at the nose guard. He's a big guy, probably 300 pounds. We call him Little John, uh, but he's uh, he's about 300 pounds, so he's not actually little. But 
Um, he does a really good job at the nose guard position for sure. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a little guy at all. No, we like we like to joke with him about being little John. Because <laughs> you're little, not little John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome, and it sounds like you guys are all, you know, pretty cohesive. I mean, it's early in the season, start off two and zero, but from what I hear from you, and you know, we're gonna talk to Adam Johnson a little later. But from what, you know, text back and forth, it sounds like this is a team team, like not just a bunch of guys playing the sport by themselves, like everybody is bought in for each other. I think, you know, anytime you, you go through adversity and hardships like these kids have, not only on the field, but having to deal with, essentially these kids have, have lost at every sport. Um, they just haven't had the talent level that, other schools in the area that we've been playing have had and to finally see some success I think it's really changed a lot of a lot of attitudes and and mindset and I think the kids actually on the team have always kind of believed it was there they just needed to put it together and the fact that everybody else is now starting to see that and buy into it is really special and it's really fun to see for these boys and to see them have success knowing how hard they've worked and how much time they've put in and how important it was to them you know it's just that means the world to me I'm, I'm so happy that we've had a little bit of success but you know i think what was probably the best thing that's happened is this week i really felt like uh the level of focus that our kids had you know they're not satisfied with those two games we know that you know the first two games of the season do not define a season ever you know it's what you do in all nine and we really got to put together a full season if we want to do the things we want to do and um you know that all starts with showing up every day having a great attitude giving 110 percent you know and, and and take care of business and they've done that this week i'm ready to see some burrow valley football action i am calling games for wlpo and wajk all season long and hall and burrow valley at manulis is on my schedule yeah for sure week nine yeah, final. So it's going to be a big matchup. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Looking forward to that. You know, we got a long ways to go between now and then, but uh, that'll be a fun matchup. Haven't been a part of a Hall Bureau Valley game at our place in a long time. I think the last few times that I've been a part of it and we played them, it's been over at Hall. So looking forward to that. Good stuff. You said you were part of those early Bureau Valley teams. What year did you graduate? Yeah. I graduated in 2003. I was the quarterback on Bureau Valley's first ever uh, playoff team that went to the quarterfinals. And then my that was my junior year. And then my senior year, we were, that would have been the fall of 2002. I was uh, Bureau Valley's first ever conference championship in football. You know, I was really at the start of, of it all, right? You know, two years later, we were state runner-ups after I graduated. The year after that, we were state champions. The year after that, semifinals. You know, a couple years after that, another quarterfinals team. So, you know, we kind of started the whole thing. You know, I think that's part of the reason why everything means so much to me is that, you know, I I saw and I was a part of the transformation of the Bureau Valley program. I, I knew what it took. I still remember to this day when I was a sophomore, we had a young coach, uh, Jason Kirby, who's still a really good ben, big mentor of mine and somebody that uh, I really look up to and talk to a lot. You know, he was our head coach. And after our sophomore season, we went three and six. I played a little varsity. And uh, he goes, hey, you guys need to go watch Stillman Valley. I'll, I'll never forget this. So you guys need to go watch a Stillman Valley playoff game. And and that's all he said. He didn't say anything else. He just said, you guys need to go to Stillman Valley. You need to watch a playoff game. So a couple of my buddies and our parents 
went uh, to the game and just the whole atmosphere of that play of the playoff game, everything they were doing. I think even they were doing that's another Stillman Valley, and then everybody yelled first down. It was just the just the whole atmosphere. We just kind of looked at each other and were like, "This is exactly." what we want to experience this is exactly what we want to do and from that point on i mean it was our mission it was our goal to to get the program to where we wanted to be and that that very next year we took um bureau valley to the quarterfinals in the first ever playoff appearance for bureau valley and you know the rest is kind of history so that's really cemented you know bureau valley and bureau valley football and, and what football's meant to me and everything we went through to to make all that happen you know it just made it that much more important to me and I want these kids to have those types of experiences, and that's a big part of why I want to be the head coach of Bureau Valley. Definitely. Well, it sounds like you're on your way. Had those 13 games, got them out of the way. Now you kind of <laughs> yeah. trained yourself for some victories. So congratulations exactly. on your first win, and seems like you guys are ready for a good season. Yeah, you know, a long ways to go, like I said. And we got a, we got a, a certainly a big test this week against Mendota and a lot of big tests coming up. We're kind of going through the ringer. I got Kiwani and then Newman um, after that. So a lot of big games coming up, and, and tomorrow night's a really important one, and we're looking forward to the challenge. And it's just nice being a part of a, a game that uh, has got a lot of hype, you know. And it's got a game that's, you know, both teams are 2-0. There's a lot on the line for both teams and um it's just it's just really cool experience for the for our kids and i'm really excited for them to to be able to be a part of it just real quick before we get to the game always play a game on edge of your seat podcast but i mean every team that we've pretty much mentioned besides you you know you say in stillman valley have all been three rivers conference teams and the level of football at three rivers conference seems to get better and better and better every year there's always tough teams uh newman's won state championships princeton if there was a state championship last year i had them penned in i thought they were going to demolish everybody hall's been really good Burrow Valley, like you said, has had their runs. Mendota's had runs. St. Bede is ranked going into this week. I mean, there's always tough football. How does it feel playing in a conference where you don't know what's going to happen week to week? The conference that I've pretty much coached in my entire career, so I don't really know much else, I guess. But I know how good this conference is. And, you know, now that it's restructured, that's where there's, you know, the the east and the west side or whatever you want to call it now. I don't even know what they call it, but, um, you know, it just it brings back some old rivalries uh, in some rivalries that have never really kind of gotten off the ground because we've never played consistently. But it's it's things we really look forward to, and there's a lot of really, really good coaches in this conference. And I had a guy like Brandon Johnston who he won 85 games um, in 10 years at Anwan Weathersfield, and now he's the Sherrard head coach. So, I mean, we keep adding great coaches every year too. So it's – uh. It's a conference every week that you got to be ready to go. You got to, you know, the team you're going to be playing is going to be well prepared, and you got to do the little things well and be fundamentally sound. And you know, it's it's a ton of fun. Um, I'm just really thankful to have this opportunity and to and to be in this conference for sure. Well, coach, after some of these games, a nice drink or some food always sounds good. So we're going to take our game to the bar. We're going to do a top five bar food. Doesn't matter where at. Just what items you enjoy at a bar, because there is a lot of awesome bars around here that can make some mad food. I, unfortunately, 
because of diet and stuff. No, all of them. <laughs> yeah. So what yeah. Is, yeah. Well, I love food myself, too. No <laughs> doubt about it. And there's some great places around here. So let's do a top five bar food. You can start either end of the spectrum. If you want to go one, your favorite, to five, your least favorite out of these five, or vice versa, you choose. Sure. Well, number one is definitely uh, Scoog's Kamikaze Wings. Bar none, it's my favorite. I actually was just thinking about this the other day, that I haven't had them in probably two years, and that's a travesty. Um, love those wings. Those wings are massive, just unbelievable. If you haven't had them, you need to have them immediately. Oh, so I have. I have smashed a lot of those wings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number two, I did. There's a uh, there's a bar in, in a bar and grill in, in Sheffield that's called Reds, and they have a buffalo chicken sandwich. It's unbelievable. I don't I don't really know they have their own special bar, but buffalo sauce they put on it, um, and it's just it's just slightly different than you know your typical buffalo sandwich. That is definitely one of my absolute favorites for sure. Um, I would say from there, man, Kelly's and Sterling. They have a mean a grande burrito that I just love for sure. It's a really good burrito. Uh, there's a, another bar I work in Sterling, so you know I'm up there a lot. There's another bar in Sterling called the Boulevard that has this uh, North End sauce or Northern Light sauce. I don't know what they call it, but they put it on shrimp. And it's kind of like a sweet Cajun, I don't know, buffalo-ish sauce, and it's it's fantastic. One of my favorite things, and then I would say also at the Boulevard, they got a pretzel that's just massive with, you know, your typical beer cheese and, and mustard, um, but there's just something a little different about that pretzel. So I'd say those five, but Skoog's kamikaze wings are just a head and shoulders above everything. No doubt about it. I have to agree with you there. I love Scoo's wings. I say they're the best wings in this area. And then yes. you throw the bar atmosphere on it, and yeah, I can't really argue with you there. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Well, Matt Pistol, head coach of the Burrow Valley football team, 2-0, going up against Mendota week three. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It has been a pleasure chatting with you. Some football, some food. Sounds heavenly to me. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're looking, definitely looking forward to the, to the challenge tomorrow night. You know, we can't wait to get going for sure. Thank you for having me on. Let's have a word with... Sisters slinging codes and saving you loads. It's not easy to shop nowadays. Store shopping is non-existent or it's a chore to get to a store. Online shopping is where it's at. But what sites do you go to? Which sites are spam? Are you really going to get an item or did you just donate money? Which sites have the best deals? Sisters slinging codes and saving you loads makes the headache of shopping much easier and cheaper. The sisters, owners Tanya and Cassie Milas, find limited time deals or coupon codes and share them on their Facebook page. Sisters slinging codes and saving you loads. If there's something you're searching for, send them a message and they'll find it for you. They've already partnered with Amazon and plan to add many more partnerships for the best deals on all items. Through Amazon, Amazon Prime will be needed to purchase an item. But if you don't have it, no worries. The sisters will send you a link for a free 30-day trial period so you can get the items you can't live without. We all like cheap and easy to find. What about free? Sisters Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads has giveaways. They've already held two drawings 
and are now working on their 100 follower giveaway. The winner of the drawing, after 100 Facebook followers has been reached, will receive a bundle of items seen on their page. How do you do this? Three ways. Invite a friend and tag the invited friend on the post. Share posts. The sisters are tracking all shares. Order through a link and comment, got it, on the post, and you'll be entered. Follow the sisters slinging codes and saving you loads Facebook page to save you money and easily find all the items you're looking for or even the items that catch the eye. Any additional questions? Send the sisters a message on Facebook or an email at tccsbusiness19 at gmail.com. Just spoke with Burl Valley coach Matt Pistol. Had to have a player on. Why not start with the star quarterback, Adam Johnson? Adam, what is going on, my friend? Oh, just hanging out, getting ready for the Mendota game tomorrow, watching some football. So you're getting ready for football by watching football? (laughs) Yep, I guess you could say that. That's the way to do it. I don't know any better way to do it. I agree with you. What game are you watching? You got that NFL season starter pack on, don't you? Yep, yep, watching the Bucks and the Cowboys. Who do you got winning this? Uh, it's hard to go against the Buccaneers, I think. They're pretty good. I mean, Tom Brady's going to be playing football till he's 90. Yeah, yeah, at least. Do you hope to be able to do the same thing? Oh, I don't know. That might, might take a bit of toll on my body. That might be a bit much. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Let's talk about the Storm. You're a senior. You win week one and week two. These are your first wins as a varsity football player. Has to be a big deal. Yeah, it's really exciting. A lot of people with the way things have been going the last couple years, it hasn't been too good for the football program. But, you know, we've worked really hard for it. And it hasn't been a big surprise for us, but it was really nice to get that monkey off our back and get that first win and then win again last week. How do you feel picking up those two wins has gelled the team together? Obviously, you guys wanted to win. You're fighting together. You're scratching, clawing, doing whatever you got to to try to win a game. It finally happens. It had to be a very cohesive, kind of like family-like moment. Yeah, I think that like we knew that we'd been working on it since freshman year. We've been waiting for senior year, and a lot has happened. And finally, like seeing all the hard work pay off, I think it really... Gave everybody a lot of confidence and knew that everything we'd done together and everything we'd went through together is finally starting to pay off. Definitely, because a lot of you have been doing this together for a while. Yeah, oh yeah, long time. Like your friends that have been friends that have been friends and are going to be friends for probably the rest of your life. Yeah, definitely. A lot of these guys, I've been playing all every sport that I've played since about fourth grade, so... You know, we've been doing it for a long time, and I'm glad I've been able to do it with all my best friends for all these years. Definitely. What was it about week one and week two that clicked? You get the win over Riverdale, you bounce back with a win over Sherrard. I mean, kind of struggling programs, but you did it very, very convincingly. I mean, double-figure leads in both games, and just kind of put it on them. What was clicking like it was? Yeah, one thing that like the coaches have talked about a lot was like trying to get an identity for us. And, you know, we've decided that we want to be a really physical football team. We 
try to run the ball as much as we can up the middle. You know, we got a big fullback and some fast running backs. And, you know, we just really focused on trying to be as physical as we could be. And I think that, you know, just playing hard-nosed football is the big thing that we've really worked on. Definitely. Who is the big fullback and running backs that you're talking about that you, you know, help you out by getting the ball out of the backfield? Yeah, definitely. Our fullbacks, Levi Hardy, which last year, unfortunately, wasn't able to play with us, but he's been a big addition for us coming back this year. And then our two halfbacks are Leighton Britt and Jaden Micklick. I mean, they just do awesome. They've been doing great so far this year. What is it about the connection with, you know, those three? How are handoffs? How are, you know, play progression as you guys go through games? You know, a lot of these guys, I've been handing off the football to Jaden for since about fifth, sixth grade. And Levi, before last year, had been my fullback the last couple years. And then Leighton, I've thrown the ball to a little bit more, a, a bit of an adjustment handing off to him. But, I mean, I've been playing with them for so long that, you know, thankfully we it's clicked well in the backfield. So it's like you're just playing with your brothers, pretty much. Yep, yep. Week three, going into Mendota, 2-0. You guys are 2-0, so this is kind of a big deal. And you guys are both kind of been struggling lately, but putting a program together, a team together that is doing you know positive things and getting victories. So what does this game mean to you guys to try to keep that rolling in your favor instead of Mendota's? You know, I think that this week is a big test for us because, you know, like you said earlier, a couple of the other teams we beat, you know, they've kind of been struggling a little bit. And Mendota has looked really good. They're a good football team. And I think that, you know, being able to beat them would be a big statement for us to be going 3-0 and after hopefully winning tomorrow night. What do you think you guys have to do to beat Mendota? Do you need to do anything different? Or what do you think are the keys to beating the Trojans? You know, I think our big key is just going to be what we've been trying to do. The last two weeks, we just need to, you know, run the ball hard. We've got some big guys up front. And I think if we stick to what we've been doing, I think we'll have some. We'll see that things will go our way tomorrow night. As a quarterback, are you more passing or a rushing quarterback? Because I know you got some legs. Our offense isn't the most pass-heavy offense, as I'm sure you probably know. But I like to think that I can I can do pretty good at both. But I'd say I'm a bit more of a runner myself. That is kind of exactly why I asked you because senior rush numbers, and I've you know seen clips where you guys are. I mean. The fullback you listed, the running backs, you. You guys got four, five, six guys that can run the ball, so not a lot of throwing if you don't need to. Yeah, yeah, we like to keep it on the ground if we can. Coach Pistol's big on, you know, just trying to run it down on the other team. So if we're sticking, with, if we're doing good with that, we like to stick to it. Definitely. I'm glad you brought up Coach Pistol. I was just speaking with him. He graduated from Barrow Valley. He's coached there, he's played there, he's, you know, he is Burrow Valley football. What does it mean for you as a senior quarterback playing for a guy that wants to turn the program around, wants it to be great again, and then for you to play for him and try to do so? What does that mean to you? It means a lot because I know how much, how hard Coach Pistol works on it and how much he cares about us and how much he really wants to bring BV football back and to know that, 
you know, we have a good chance now to really make a lasting impact and, I mean, help ourselves, but also help Coach Pistol really start to get the program turned around in the direction he wants. You know, he's been there for me the last couple of years and he's helped me out a lot. And it's just nice to know that we have a good opportunity ahead of ourselves to really get the program going where we want it to. Is it cool having a head coach that was a high school quarterback as well? I mean, has he given you some pointers or tried to help you read defenses, something on a more, you know, personal, helpful level than, you know, maybe somebody that hasn't been in the same shoes as you? It's great having him having played quarterback because my dad actually coached Coach Pistol, and it's funny because we'll kind of stab some jokes back and forth because Coach Pistol apparently was infamous for not having the biggest arm, and I myself am not necessarily the big-time deep ball thrower, but the one thing that he's helped me with a lot is, you know, reading the defense, and, you know, we have some different option plays where I have to look at that, and that's something I know Coach Pistol was really good at when he was in high school, and he's helped me a lot to be able to learn how to read the defense as well. Awesome. Good stuff. What's your dad's name? Craig Johnson. I definitely know that guy. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you might. He's been around He's been around for a while. Yeah. If you know anything about Burrow Valley, you've either talked to him, you know who he is, you can spot him out in a crowd. I definitely know who Coach Craig Johnson is for sure. <laughs> so that's going to be cool too. I mean, your dad being a long, long-time coach has had success. So for you to, you know, grow up in that environment, you've pretty much been around football since you came out of the womb. Some of the first things that I honestly like can remember with football has been going to Bureau Valley football games and standing down there on the sideline. I've probably been sitting on the sideline at BV football games since I was about, oh, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you so long. I was down there for so long when I was so little, and it's just been nice. I've always been around the game, and I've loved it. So now it's your turn. You already got two victories, and you're ready to pick up some more. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, having grown up and watching BB football, it's always been something I've wanted to be a part of. And now being able to do it and leave my mark on it would be, is is really awesome. Good stuff, my man. Good stuff. Well, it seems like you guys are putting, you know, together the, the recipe for success. So I hope it keeps going for you guys. Yeah, thank you. Besides football, are you involved in anything or do anything at Burrow Valley High School? Just last year, with all the COVID stuff that was going on, there wasn't a whole heck of a lot, so I started to take up drama, and I was in the virtual spring musical that we had last year, so that's been something that I got into, and I've really enjoyed doing that. What is the virtual spring musical? Is it like through Zoom videos? So, it was all pre-recorded videos, and then... The director kind of put it together and made it seem like we were all in the same place when in reality we were just filming it on a green screen at home and then we had to put the sounds on it and all that stuff. There was a lot of technical things that had to go into that. Wow. So that sounds like a full production. Yeah, it was. It was. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, the play, you know, being part of the drama. What is it about it that, you know, you like and enjoy I've always been a big music guy. I've been in chorus in junior high and high school, and I've always liked singing, so that was my big thing. Like, with the musical, I really enjoyed singing, and that was a good opportunity for that. 
But like with the regular play and stuff, it just it's a different opportunity to be around some different people and it just you know, other than all the sports I do, it's a different group of people that I get to be around and it's it's a little different way to spend my time, but I enjoy that too. So it's good. Awesome. It's good to be well rounded, do a lot of different things. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of different things, we play games here on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We're going to play a little now and then. You pick your favorite player all time and on the current roster of your favorite team. Usually I would say the team that you're going to pick, but you know what? I'll just let you to say it because I don't want to say it. <laughs> well, much to your dismay, as you told me earlier, my favorite team is the Minnesota Vikings. And I told you I was going to hang up the phone, but I really didn't want to. I wanted to keep talking. I'm, I'm glad I didn't do that. Yeah, I'm glad too. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so let's talk some Minnesota Vikings. Who is your favorite player on the roster right now? My favorite player on the roster right now. Can I give you a couple names? I don't know if I can pick just one. Give me two. Give me two. I'll give you two names. I've got to go with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Okay, let's talk about Justin Jefferson first. I wasn't really prepared for that one. Dalvin Cook, I mean, you can't talk about the Vikings without saying him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook's an obvious choice because, I mean, he's the star player. Last year he had a great season, but Justin Jefferson just brings some much-needed excitement to the game of football, and he's just an exciting player to watch. He Just his rookie season last year, but... It was just fun. The Vikings games are a lot more exciting having him out there, so I really enjoy watching him play. Definitely. I tried to get both of them on my fantasy football teams, and I did not succeed at either one of them. To be honest, I don't know if I have either of them. on. I have more fantasy teams than I care to have, but I like fantasy football, and I have Cook in one of my leagues, but I don't know if I have Jefferson at all. How many teams do you have? Four, maybe five. Wow. I have three, and I thought that was a lot. So you got me beat. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. What about favorite Viking of all time? I want to just hear one name. If you want to give me a couple after that, but I want to know your top, top Viking. Oh, my top, top. As I'm looking at a poster of the guy right here from his MVP season that we got on the wall, I got to go with Adrian Peterson. That is a great pick. I mean, there's a couple of them up there. That's why I said top, top, because there's like three or four guys that, you know, somebody, if they're a Vikings fan, could say. But Adrian Peterson oh, yeah. kind of changed the game and was the game when it came to running backs for a good, good long time. Yes, he was. Who are some of your other guys that could have, you know, maybe not as good as AP, but you feel that are, you know, fantastic Vikings? Oh, I got to think. Unfortunately, the Vikings haven't always been the best since I've been around, but okay, I was big. <laughs> Jared Allen's one of my favorite players. I liked him. He was a great player. I never got to see him play, but Ma Randy Moss's highlights can be pretty entertaining. Yeah, I forgot that you're young. Sorry, sir. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> but Randy Moss and Chris Carter, when they played together, oh, oh my goodness. gosh, that offense and uh, uh, Culpepper. Dante Culpepper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, that offense was ridiculous. <laughs> I wish I could have seen it. 
I didn't like to see it. I wish you would have saw it and not me. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Always, always fun talking. Uh, no, it's really not always fun talking to a Minnesota Vikings fan. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving you a hard time. It is very cool that, you know, Jared Allen, like, made that list because he was a monster. Oh, yeah. He was a ferocious defensive player. He's up there on single-season sacks behind Strahan somewhere. He had that one season where he had a ton of sacks. That was pretty That was pretty exciting. Yeah, he went wild. Yeah. For sure. Well, Adam Johnson, senior quarterback for Borough Valley, 2-0, going into Mendota tomorrow night, today being Thursday, tomorrow being Friday. Got a big game to go on, so I will let you go. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It was a pleasure speaking football, plays, Minnesota Vikings. Okay, I'll even say it. Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> talking about all with you. Thank you for joining the show, my man. Thank you for having me. What a bunch of awesome chats with some awesome people. Hall football coach Nick Garini. Princeton volleyball coach Andy Puck. Mendota volleyball coach Nikki Gibson. Burrow Valley football coach. Matt Pistol, and Borough Valley senior quarterback Adam Johnson. Fantastic speaking with all of them, watching games, covering games, calling games. Man, it's a blast. Glad we can share it with you on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. That's this show, episode 202. We have a lot more to go. Not on this show, but future shows. Here's the guest list we already have spoken to that we're going to get out as soon as possible. Brent McKinney, former Mendota basketball coach who has taken over the Pena girls basketball program. Ellie Jones, fantastic cross-country track, any sport that she wants to do, sophomore for Amboy Lamoille. She qualified for four events at this past IHSA state track and field meet. We're going to have her name a lot. We're going to hear it. We're going to say it. She's going to be on. Fantastic athlete. Glad we got to talk to her after her freshman campaign. Mike Goff, LP alum, graduated in 1994, played in the NFL for 12 seasons, going into the News Tribune, Illinois Valley Hall of Fame. He's on. DJ Glenn, runner for Hall, graduated in 1999 after football and track success, like huge success. Also going into the News Tribune, Illinois Valley Hall of Fame. He's on. Christian Soderholm, basketball player, graduated from LaSalle, Peru, played college, now is going overseas. Fantastic interview with him. Matt McDonald, graduated from Princeton in the 90s, played AAA baseball after being drafted, was a coach for Hall, helped Hall win the 2018 state championship, and is now taking over Blackhawk, to get into the college ranks of baseball coaching. Clay Koss, Mendota grad, loves baseball, plays baseball, coaches baseball, and now is hosting his own camp. It's like a youth camp for little leaguers. Awesome thing that he's doing in Mendota. Also on our amazing guest list, Rachel Hickey, Ashley Heggie, LaSalle Peru graduates who are running for Illinois State University. Great chat with them. So many amazing chats. We're going to get out. Keep tuned. Keep paying attention to Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P, the website, 
www.rss.com backslash podcasts with an S backslash edge of your seat podcast. Keep listening. We appreciate the love, the support. Thank you. Thank you for letting us know you want to hear these chats. You want to hear the stories, the passion of sports, movies, film, plays, FFA, anything that we got going on talking about here. That just means you enjoy it. They enjoy it. That's what life's about, right? Until next time. Peace.